Hey guys and girls, welcome back to Molecule to Market. I'm your host, Roman Tagal, and once again, we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. This is a short, but hopefully sweet, episode that involves a few interviews that I managed to take whilst on the floor at AAPS in Boston recently. It's the first time I've actually been to AAPS for a really long time. And I have to say it was quite a busy event, real mix of kind of graduate and poster presentations mixed with obviously uh, exhibitors and booths and uh, industry collective there, you know, sharing insights and hopefully doing some deals as well. So whilst I was there, I had the uh, fortune of interviewing a few people and just getting some general thoughts on what's going on in the sector and within their, the, their businesses. My um, guests today uh, include uh, Casey Franklin, who is a VP of Business Development at Alchemy, Umberto Romeo, who's an R&D manager at Corden Pharma, Stephen Dodd, who is an executive director for sales strategy at Icon CRO, and Paul Dickinson, who is a founder and CSO at Seda Pharmaceutical Development Services. So a real mix of sizes of organization and types of guests. But I wanted just to get a, a kind of a bit of a straw poll and a, a feel for what is going on in the industry at the minute. So I hope you enjoy this uh, very short episode and it gives you a little bit of an insight that you can take back into your organization. As always, thank you so much for listening and uh, you know and tuning in to Molecule to Market. Appreciate it very much. Thank you to my team, Hannah, Roxana, Gemma, and Tony that help pull this all together. Uh, beyond that, as always, a little request just to give us a little nice rating on the App Store and just keep listening because it makes our day when we see that you are listening. Enjoy today's show. Hey, so tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Casey Franklin. Uh, my title is Vice President of Business Development for Alchemy. Uh, we're a CDMO and I'm responsible for business development activities in the Southeast US. Very good. And tell us what exciting things are happening at Alchemy right now. Uh, it's a really exciting time at Alchemy right now because we are expanding quite a bit. So we have in the past couple years, we have opened a new sterile fill finish site. Uh, we have significantly expanded our analytical services and gotten some exciting new upgrades at our oral solid site as well. Hey, tell us who you are and what you do. Perfect. So my name is Humberto Romeo and I'm heading there in the organization of the Cordon Pharma Caponago site that is located in the outskirts of Milan. And we've had Cordon Pharma on the podcast a couple of times, but tell our listener a little bit more about you guys and what you do. Sure, so we are actually a global CDMO that is uh, active on uh, several technological platforms. Our core business revolves around uh, API uh, custom synthesis, uh, primarily peptides, uh, lipids, carbohydrates, also small molecules. But we are very active also in the drug product sites, uh, with sites uh, across Europe and US involved with oral solid form manufactured and as well injectables. And actually my focus is really around injectables. Okay, excellent. And what exciting things are happening in the organization at the minute and particularly in your, your area of focus? 
So since have, we have been acquired by our new uh, investor, that is Astor, a lot of uh, thrilling things are happening in the organization and uh, quite of uh, huge investment are occurring across all the sites. So the company is investing a lot to expand our capabilities and our infrastructure and uh, primarily in the focus of the film finish site in which I'm working for is uh, of course injectables at 360 degrees both from a development perspective and a commercial perspective, but actually we're also investing a lot in new technologies, including lipid nanoparticles. Hey, so tell us who you are and what you do. So my name's Stephen Dodd. I'm the Executive Director of Business Development at the Icon Bioanalytical Labs. Tell us about Icon. I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of Icon, but give us a bit of an overview. Well, Icon's a, a global contract research organization uh, all over the world, uh, over 40,000 employees. And specifically, I work in the bioanalytical laboratories where we help support, you know, the drug development from everything from early discovery all the way through post-marketing safety and surveillance. And any exciting things on the horizon at the minute going on within ICON or your particular area of focus? There are. I mean, within the, you know, laboratory networks at ICON, we're always looking at how we can expand. And so, obviously, bringing in new instrumentation, staff, infrastructure to be able to help support drug development. And obviously, you know, being here at the AAPS, it's, it's, a, it's a nice opportunity to, to be able to meet with our sponsors and thought leaders and and be part of um, you know, discussing the trends and challenges that we're seeing in the market. Hey Paul, tell us who you are and, and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Paul Dickinson, I'm Founder and Chief Scientific Officer of SEDA Pharma Development Services. And tell us a little bit more about SEDA. Yeah, so SEDA is an integrated pharmaceutical development and clinical pharmacology organization. Uh, and what we try and do is help our clients develop drug products that uh, give you the right performance in the patient, very importantly, but also then are suitable for longer term manufacture. Casey, in terms of being back at the show, being back at events, how have you found AAPS so far whilst being here? It's been great this year. Um, definitely excited to be back at shows this year for the first time and love getting back face to face with our clients again. Um, we've had some really good traffic today and I've enjoyed seeing several clients. Stephen, on AAPS, we're here at a busy morning. Uh, how's the show been for you guys so far? show's great. Um, I've been actually coming to AAPS since 1995. And outside of the pandemic years and the birth of my children, I pretty much have been here every year. And it's, it's just one of those shows that y you need to attend. I mean, obviously the industry has evolved uh, over, you know, the last 25 years, much less the last five years. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to be able to get here again to, to see our clients, you know, talk with industry thought leaders, to talk about the challenges, the trends that we're all seeing, and then planning, you know, with our collaborators in terms of how we can help get these new medicines to market. Paul, how have you found the show here at APS so far? This yes, day? so I mean, yeah, really quite exciting actually. There seems to be a really good buzz in the hall. Uh, Heard some good feedback from the guys that have been going into the technical presentations as well. So, yeah, great fun. Casey, some big picture stuff on you know in the world at the minute. Inflation, uh, the biotech capital markets are a bit choppier than usual. How is that impacting you guys? Any any direct impact, or it's pretty much business as usual? Yeah, so mostly business as usual. But I, I definitely can see the impacts. We're always um, engaging with potential customers early on and many of them are still looking for funding and I'm talking to more and more that are that are seeming to have a lot of challenges 
and getting that funding, but um, we certainly do everything we can to help them in, in planning and we're pulling for them. In Beto, there's lots of big picture things happening in the world right now. Inflation is very high. The biotech market capital is drying up. How is that impacting Cordon Pharma, if anything, at the minute? Sure, the, 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 the future is a little bit uncertain as, of course, in Europe is raging war and, uh, of course, the economy is a little bit unpredictable, but uh, we think that we are, in any case, in a good spot to face, let's say, these uh, new scenarios. Of course, the future is unpredictable, but let's say a lot of things have been done in order, in order to absorb all, let's say, the uh, economic situation that is affecting, let's say, the, the European and the global, actually, area, and uh, we think that, in any case, uh, it will pass. The storm okay. will pass. The, sto the storm will pass. That, exactly. that would be good. Stephen, there's quite a lot of big stuff happening on the horizon at the minute in terms of inflation, a slowdown in the biotech capital markets. Obviously, we've got a, a war situation in Europe. How is if, is any of that impacting you guys as an organization? Well, th there's there's always going to be some sort of impact. I mean, and, and certainly with what's going on globally, you know, a number of the factors that you just mentioned. Obviously, we're just coming out of a pandemic, right? Sure. So, but I think one of the things that we've learned, specifically coming out of the pandemic, is that research must continue. And if you look at where we are now versus where we went into the pandemic, the new modalities of, of the various you know molecules that we're now looking at. So, if I had told you five years ago that you would have an mRNA vaccine, much less two, on the market. You know, I, I would have never predicted that, but you're looking at new modalities such as, you know, mRNA, uh, oligonucleotides, buy and try specifics, cell and gene therapy. So from an industry perspective and from an icon perspective, being able to be a part of helping to move these new modalities along to be able to get them to market for the patients that need them, that is really exciting. It's an exciting time. Stephen, thank you very much. Thank you. Paul, there's some big picture things happening in the industry at the minute. There's a, a slowdown in the biotech capital markets. Yeah. Inflation's high. There's challenges left, right and centre, I suppose, economically. How's things for you guys as a business and what's ex what exciting things are happening in the organisation? Yeah, so... Yeah, so... For us, we haven't really seen so much evidence of any economic slowdown. We're obviously... I think across the board we're seeing an uplift in prices that people are charging, including ourselves, have had to push our prices up, but it doesn't seem to be stopping access to clients at the moment. Uh, for us personally, we've been on a good growth curve for the last seven years. Uh, really excitingly, we moved in, we bought a, a basically our own R&D headquarters, uh, 10,000 square feet of 50-50 lab and office space. Uh, that's really great. It means that we can offer more, more services to our clients large scale, larger scale processing for sweets for highly potent gives us a growth to grow three to threefold the size we are currently and it's all all good for us actually really exciting casey final question from a future looking trends perspective as we kind of head into 2023 anything our listeners should be looking out for any trends that you see on the horizon yeah, well, we've um, we've significantly expanded our capabilities in the large molecule space based on on that trend we're seeing. 
um, more and more coming up, more and more needs on, on the large molecule side. So not just sterile fill finish, but analytical support of things like cell and gene therapy um, are capabilities that we've recently uh, added to our portfolio of services. And, and we're looking forward to connecting with more customers that we can serve in that area. Thank you. Thank you. Umberto, final question. Um, I suppose from, from a technical vantage point in your R&D head on, what trends and what things do you think will happen into 2023 and beyond that our listeners might be interested in? Sure, let's say that uh, uh, the company is actually growing a lot. Uh, we are also, as I was saying, investing in new technologies. So I think that, uh, let's say, new uh, platforms will be available in Florida. So we'll be able to offer to our customers uh, services that were not available before. And, and I think, of course, that uh, uh, we will uh, reach a very sweet spot into the market in uh, a few years from now. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Paul. Any, I suppose, uh, big picture trends or anything that our listeners should be looking out for going forward into 2023 and beyond? Yeah, so I think that for me, there's two sort of things that are not universally distributed at the moment, but are coming through. I think there's uh, partly through things like the FDA's Project Optimus uh, program, where they're really trying to ask oncology products to really justify the dose and come with an optimal dose, biological dose approach. And I guess... Also, the sort of maybe financial constraints. There's some some idea now that you can't just go really quickly into the clinic with a any sort of formulation. You probably need to think about your PK profile, where you're trying to get to exposure-wise in terms of selecting a dose. So that's good for companies like Seda, which are really that's our reason to be actually you know optimal formulation design. We're still doing it in a smart way, so you're not wasting loads of resource early on before you've proved your drug's good. And I guess the other thing is with the COVID vaccines now, RNA-based. There's a, a bigger focus now. Uh, trying to take other RNA medicines through, you know, complex medicines, maybe targeted medicines, RNA in a nanoparticle type system, really complex from a CMP perspective. There's a proof of concept there with the uh, COVID vaccines, but how do we do it for more, probably even more complicated systems uh, in the oncology setting and in other settings? Paul, thank you very much. Hi again, thanks so much for tuning in to Molecule to Market. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. You can find more shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. Get in touch with us on our website, moleculetomarketpod.com, and follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter, and we will see you again next week. You're listening to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. The podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital, and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile, and generate leads in life sciences.